Welcome to my basement, everybody. Uh, let me know if you can hear me okay, if uh, I, this everything looks all right. Um, I know that the footage on the background is going to be a little bit washed out. Uh, it's time to talk about Mass Effect uh, Andromeda. This is a game that many of us have been looking forward to for a very long time. And I feel like it was... Uh, uh, not too many months ago that uh, it was teased, this game, for us um, at the big PlayStation 4 Pro event that uh, Sony had in, uh, in New York City. And they brought journalists in from all over the place, and they live-streamed it all over the place. Um, and they teased that this game was going to look uh, remarkable. And of course... Uh, the controversy has spread like crazy. There's been a lot of early access, so people have put in, uh, you know, 10, 15, 20 hours just on the early access stuff that uh, uh, was available on the Xbox One uh, through EA Access. Um, and so, uh, you know, we've seen the running animations, we've seen the facial animations, um, and uh, I got to tell you, this game is uh, it's a heartbreaker. It's a heartbreaker, and I'm sorry I'm leading with that. There's not going to be, I'm not going to leave it uh, for some big suspense reveal. Um, and it's not so much that the game is, uh, you know, patently broken. Um, it's just that our expectations and our dreams for the game are, you know, our hopes, our desires for what a next-gen version of Mass Effect was going to look like. And uh, more importantly, play like, more importantly, kind of uh, create that impact in the gaming space like the last Mass Effect trilogy did. Um, that's all been kind of squandered, unfortunately. Um, I'm not going to spoil the game, and I haven't finished it, so I can't give a, uh, a full sort of score and a review around everything. I'm still, I'm still in it. I got it on Friday, and I've put in about... Uh, between 12 and 15 hours, I'm not sure. Um, and it hasn't been, and I haven't done every side quest on purpose. I've just tried to kind of stick with the uh, the priority missions. I've done a few, um, which have been kind of boring. I mean, you're basically running around scanning things and trying to confront people and, uh, you know, be a do-gooder. Um, I chose to play as um, uh, Sarah Ryder, the female uh, Pathfinder in the game. And... Uh, uh, because I didn't play as Femshep at all, and I got to know um, Jennifer Hale quite a bit through uh, her work with us on the uh, Canadian Video Game Awards. And she's fantastic, and I just felt immense guilt that I'd never been able to play as Femshep. So I said, this time, I want to play as the female lead in the game. And uh, she looks terrible. I mean, she just looks terrible. Um, I'm, I'm going to break down what that means, you know, not just that the graphics are disappointing, um, but I also want to preface that I'm not going to give you big story beats or anything like that. I will say that I, I, I breached a point in the game where I want to know more. And I'm going to lead with some positives because you know me, I am fully heartbroken by this. I'm a fan. I love the Mass Effect games. Um, it's fascinating to take a look at YouTube video of the cut sequences from the previous three games and uh, just see what they look like running on the Unreal Engine uh, compared to what we're running here, which is a Frostbite 3 engine. And many of you have played this already, and, and um, I think you can back me up on this, is that the character models are just horrendous, okay? But I'm not going to just dwell fully on the, the, the negative here, okay? I'm going to talk about some of the positive stuff. I've been enjoying the combat. I, I haven't played any multiplayer either. I'm not going to talk about multiplayer yet, but uh, I've been. I feel like what's the point right now? I, there were some pre-set up uh, um, journalist matches and things like that, but I wanted to get into the story and kind of know who these characters were before I jumped into multiplayer. So um, I'm sticking solely with single player. I'm going to get as far into it as I can before I jump into uh, multiplayer. Um, I am at a point. And this is a major positive note about Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm at a point, I just crossed it. I beat this really tough enemy and uh, it, you know, it took me three or four tries to get it. Um, and it was fun, the combat was fun. So A, uh, and I'm, not, I'm at a point right now where I wanna know more and I wanna keep going. 
I love my powers. I love my biotic powers. I like leveling up and seeing uh, the, the, the greater area effect that they have and the greater effect that they have on, uh, uh, on the enemies. Um, and, uh, you know, doing stuff to unlock all of those goodies is, is you know, compelling and super cool. Um, I like the, um, uh, the relationship that I have with some of my crew members. I haven't had sex with anybody yet in the game. All right. Okay. So uh, uh, I can't talk about that. I'm not going to spoil that kind of stuff, anyways. But I'm I'm digging some of the interplay and some of the dialogue and some of the subtleties and some of the nuance and and uh, diplomacy that you have to kind of pull into uh, uh, pull into play as you're traveling around inside of this Andromeda galaxy and meeting different. Uh, um, uh, different alien types with different agendas, and there's some hostility, um, and I liked all of that. So some of that intrigue, that that uh, that sort of uh, intergalactic political intrigue, is definitely uh, a part of this experience. Um, I've enjoyed uh, a lot of the environmental stuff. I feel like I've 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 seen some worlds that are filled with vegetation. I've seen some worlds that kind of remind me a little bit of Tatooine. Um, some stuff that kind of reminds me of Hoth. Um, uh, a little Blade Runner type stuff in there. Um, and they've done a, a pretty decent job at, uh, at at creating, you know, a nice looking world for us to run around in great lighting, uh, sort of you know, great colors and great visual flair and and, and nice nice stuff popping. You know, and it and also tons and tons of um, uh, cover, because this is a huge cover shooter type of experience. You just walk up to the walls and, you, and uh, you're in cover. And frankly, I feel like, um, oh man, I'm gonna start getting into the negatives. I mean, that's pretty much it, okay? That's what I've been digging. I haven't been blown away by the story. I haven't been blown away by the characters um, in terms of uh, you know the character development and stuff, um, but I, I have enjoyed some things about this game. It's not fundamentally broken, you know? There is not, uh, it's not hitching, it's not, uh, it's, it's not a piece of crap, okay? And that's, that's, geez, quote me on that. <laughs> it's, there's definitely cool stuff in this game. But, and I think I might take a question or two before I get into it. Uh, hey, Blaber, how you doing? Uh, let's see, uh, embargo just lifted, so that's why I can talk about it. Uh, bullshit is what I'm talking about right now for uh, SJW bullshit from uh, Rogue State. Or, or somebody is pissed off about it from uh, the fact that you can play so many female characters or something, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a piece of shit. Oh man, I'm so sorry guys. I know so many of you are crestfallen and uh, somebody just posted IGN score of seven and a half or 7.7 .7 and six from GameSpot. Um, that's what it's feeling like for me. You know, I haven't gotten so far into this thing or I can, I can give it my definitive. I haven't played the multiplayer, like I said. Uh, but the character stuff and your, your engagement with these characters, the, the moments that you have in conversation are so tedious and so dry, and, the, and the, the way that they've set up the beginning of this game is so monotonous, you just are scratching your head. It's like, you know, they're trying to kind of reclaim the mystery of the first three Mass Effect games, but they were such huge blockbusters, and I get it that there's gonna be new players for this with new consoles and all that, but God, man, we didn't need to kind of slow down. If anything, this should have been a game that uh, just rushed us into battle in a bigger way to kind of get the, the sense of what is possible when we're you know, leveled up and, and we've got some uh, momentum happening here, and then kind of you know, get us into the experience a little bit more and let some of the uh, you know, the, the color of the, of the relationship start to kind of blossom in an organic way. This feels really forced. It feels really hampered by the move, I think, to the frostbite engine. That's my speculation. But the rigging feels wrong. The way the bones kind of fit on the characters just looks wrong. It looks like animatronic gorillas were the mocap you know, source, and they're just walking around like this. I mean, there are moments where my Sarah Ryder's just got her fingers out like giant claws, and she's just 
doesn't look human. It doesn't look right, you know? And she's got that pasted on silly grin in every goddamn cutscene. And you're just like, what the hell were people thinking? And yeah, the aliens do look a little bit better. Um, but even still, you're never not thinking about this as a video game. And the other thing that you're never not thinking about is how can they take a step backwards in the visual fidelity from the previous Mass Effect games? If you look at the way they sort of created the, the visual kind of, you know, you know grace of the, of the franchise, it looks phenomenal. It still looks phenomenal. It's still like you're aghast at how close to photoreal they got using the Unreal Engine. And Frostbite, I don't, I'm not going to you know, demonize Frostbite. Obviously, uh, you know, Battlefield 1 is showcasing what is possible with human characters and, and uh, you know, huge vistas and all that stuff. You know, there's some excellent stuff happening with Frostbite. But I think Bioware, for whatever reason, whether it was a, a, you know, a, a launch date that was locked in stone that they had to make, whether it was trouble trying to integrate with this new technology, whether it was, you know, a bunch of employees that were very crucial to the company that left the Mass Effect world to go work on other projects. I don't know what the hell happened, but this date is wrong. This launch date is wrong. The game is not where it should be. And it's heartbreaking because we have just come off of this string of great, Titles, you know, my last two games, my last two addictions were Horizon Zero Dawn and and The Legend of Zelda, and they still are, you know. And I'm playing this game, and I'm trying to kind of stay awake and and be into this thing, and it's boring as hell. And everybody looks, it looks like, you know, textured with kind of next gen technology on PlayStation Two models or something like that. You know, it just looks like. They got the beta working, and it's moving, and you can tell stories with the sort of art that, that is kind of placeholder, that's not finished. And that's what it feels like. You know, it feels like it's not finished, and it's not fair. It's not fair to Bioware. It's not fair to, it's not fair to players, you know? And uh, God, this is such an important game for that company, for this console, the PlayStation 4 Pro that I, that I played it on, because obviously they're trying to take advantage of the HDR. And that HDR logo pops up on my 4K TV, and it's like, oh crap, this is going to be so beautiful. And it's, uh, it's terrifyingly not beautiful. And uh, it, you just scratch your head and you wonder why the hell. And I, I know I sound like I'm just completely um, harping on the graphics, um, but it impacts the whole way that, I mean, look at this, look at her face, look at her dead doll eyes on this thing. It's like we're playing, like, you know, when you look at the game, it's like it's an animated TV show version of what some Saturday morning producer thought Mass Effect would look like for kids, you know, or it's like somebody said The Sims is just the pinnacle of the way that humans can be created. Let's try to make all of our Mass Effect characters look like The Sims. It's awful. You know, I mean, I hate to be so angry, but it's, it's just not, it's not appropriate. You know, like there was a lot of money. There was a lot of, you see people dressed up in all the costumes. You see people just pour their heart out for this franchise. It's an important franchise for the video game industry. I love the, the progressive kind of elements of the, of, of the series. I love the, you know, attention to detail and the, and the recognizing the value of the characters, no matter what, you know, part of the galaxy they may be from. I think all of that stuff is, is so cool and so much a love letter to Gene Roddenberry and, and Ray Bradbury and, and, uh, you know, the, the awesome science fiction, Isaac Asimov, the awesome dreamers of science fiction in the past, you know, and definitely there's echoes of uh, Battlestar Galactica and Star Trek. And this one feels a little bit like it's trying to, you know, be a little hipstery, little, uh, you know, Star Trek, J.J. Abrams kind of style. Um, didn't mind that. You know, it's, it seems like a, a smart play to introduce us to young, new characters, uh, vibrant, adventurous, adventurous, ready to seek out all kinds of uh, cool, you know, experiences out there. Um, but it's not ready. And I, I think that this game is going to be a, it's going to be egg on the face for the folks at Bioware. 
and you know, if anybody from Bioware is watching this right now, I, I, um, I feel for you. I love that company. That company has meant a lot to me as a Canadian, as somebody that, uh, you know, in my very early days, I would travel and I would interview Ray and Greg and the rest of the team members at the Bioware studios in Edmonton. And of course, I've just, you know, fallen in love with their work on Dragon Age and, and Mass Effect. And, uh, you know, I don't know what the hell happened, you know, but you run around inside of these cities as your character and, uh, you know, you got to go and do all of these mundane missions. And, and there, a lot of them are just like, like squeeze through a tube, man. Like we have done this kind of crap so many times in uh, Bioware RPGs that it's like, come on, let's go to another gear. Let's change this up. But the thing that pissed me off is I'm running around in these cities and all of the NPCs, except for maybe one or two, are standing still. They're just standing still in the middle of these thoroughfares, in the middle of these busy markets and these bars and things. They're just hanging out, you know. They might have this little bit of an animation thing, you know. And then you get into these more detailed animation sequences where you're having some repartee or you're trying to be flirty or you're trying to have a kind of uh, have a connection with the characters you're seeing on screen but they look honestly they look like they're from it's a small world in the Disneyland ride you know it's like what the hell man this is uh and I'm, I'm harping on the graphics but you guys know right it's not just the visuals that I'm talking about here it's the immersion it's the getting lost in this there's the doll eyes again. Look at this. This is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, you're just, you're, you're never believing it. You, can, you don't believe it. And then so if there happen to be some flat lines of dialogue, which there always are when you have 50 million pages of RPG dialogue, and you have these ridiculously robotic looking animations, it's like, it's unforgivable. You're just like, what? What, a, what the hell am I want? This is amateur hour. Look at these people just standing around. But what the, f what's going on? Like, honestly, everybody's just hanging out. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of how I felt, you know? Until you get out of these sequences, which are like the bread and butter of the game, right? The, the, the sequences where they're like beefing up the story and telling you why you should care about all the people that you're, all the, the aliens that you're, you're annihilating out there. Um, once you leave this place and you do start annihilating aliens with your cool biotics and, and uh, your awesome armor and your helmet covers, your doll eyes, all that stuff, uh, it's much better. You know, and I like driving around in that Nomad. I think it's called the Nomad, the vehicle. Um, I think they did a great job with the physics handling on that. It's fun. It's a, it's a great off-roading vehicle. And I, I recorded a bunch of, uh, of this footage for the Let's Play. So if you want to check any of that out, please do. Um, you know, I, uh, I am starting to enjoy it. It's starting to kind of sink its hooks into me. So I don't hate it. I just think that this is subpar and it's definitely a disappointment for all of us. God, and I feel so bad for Bioware. They're gonna wake up, they're all looking at these scores right now. They're, they're you know, God damn, it sucks. You know, ah, it sucks when any company just can't hit that mark, you know, hit that level, hit that, uh, that thing that we all want and hope. And, and like, this could have been, this could have been such a big, important release for the business. It could have gotten all kinds of people talking about it because these guys are always incredibly uh, ambitious with where they're going to reach for their stories and stuff. And, and uh, now everybody's just going to be talking about, you know, the stupid attacks on the, on the animator and, the, and these horrible scores and the horrible look to the game. And... Uh, I think it's going to be very hard for people to look beyond that and try to dig deep and forgive it all. It's 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 uh, visual sins, and that's certainly the case as a player, as somebody that's been invested over this weekend. I'm just like, oh my god, I don't. I want, I've been dreaming about going back into Zelda. I just I actually did play a little bit of Zelda last night after I had said, okay, enough of you, game. I want to go back to the beautiful world that I just left. And goddamn, the pull on that game just is it just doesn't let you go. You know, it's. It, that is the, the ultimate game of experience and mystery and getting lost in a world. But talked about Zelda quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I, I would say 
I haven't gotten far enough to give this thing a score, but you know, the way I'd feel right now, it's definitely in the six, six and a half range for me. And I would say, don't buy it. I would say, don't spend your money. If you've got a pre-order and you can cancel it, cancel it. Um, I think BioWare and EA have to respond. There's gonna be a ton of validated uh, criticism or valid criticism. Um, I think that if they wanna salvage this game and honestly start to win back uh, some support because they obviously had issues with uh, the ending of Mass Effect 3, which I thought was always overdone. If you remember Scott and I reviewing it, we were like, we liked it. Uh, we loved it actually, well I did. Um, but there is a lot of controversy around this franchise now, and I think if it's going to be a crown jewel for EA and for Bioware, they've got to do some stuff here to, to change the, uh, the narrative, you know, the narrative around this game. It's kind of reminding me of the uh, Assassin's Creed Unity game, which, uh, you know, evolved into something of merit, and it's something I understand because I never could go back to it. it. It pissed me off so much when it launched, but... Um, they kept tuning it and tweaking it and, and embellishing it and making it better. So um, Bioware has to do something. They've got to make these characters look cooler. Uh, you know, some lighting on these characters would be great. They look like they just popped into this uh, somewhat cool background, you know, like some level of, of refinement and detail and nice lighting and, and color bits and stuff all over the place. And then bah, we just pasted on some PlayStation 2 characters. Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. And I'm watching it right now. I've got a television screen showing me the exact same thing you guys are looking at back there. Okay. Uh, I got a bunch of messages. I, I, I certainly haven't been able to keep up, but uh, I'll, I'll, do, uh, I'll do a few right here. Uh, who's got a question for me? Can you just, uh, can you do uh, capital, uh, all caps, question, and then ask me the question and I'll answer it. Um, yeah, that Cyberpunk 2077 game is going to be good. Why is it so bad? It's... The combat is good. Okay, I like it. All cap questions. I love that. That's great. Should we uh, pre-order games anymore? Ah, man. Yeah, that's a tough call, man. That's a tough call. I mean, uh, Amazon's got this thing where they give you a discount if you pre-order through them. Um, and so you can come out ahead if, if uh, the games are winners like Resident Evil 7 or Horizon or, or Zelda. Uh, I haven't played Nier yet, but I understand that's terrific as well. I liked Neo. I haven't played enough of it to, uh, to review it, but I dug that. I even dug uh, Halo Wars 2. Um, didn't love it, but I thought it was pretty fun. Um, there's going to be a review coming for that pretty soon. I mean, this has been a good year if you're, if you're into the pre-ordering to, to pre-order because they've been pretty consistent. But this one is a massive letdown, and it's no pun intended. Um, somebody asked, why is it so bad? And I think it's, it's so bad because it's not innovating in the way that the first Mass Effect games did. It's not, it's not flipping it on its head and saying, this is what next-gen Mass Effect, this is the next level. This is new characters, new story, new way to play. There's too many threads to the old gameplay that feels like a retread on experiences that you've had. You know, you're collecting a lot of the same looking characters and there's a lot of the same, uh, you know, kinds of dynamics and a lot of the same, you know, boring side quests and, and uh, silly lost people that are just standing around. And, uh, oh, wait, wait, there were two people that just walked by our character at that time. So that, that was a bit of an anomaly there. I like that. Um, it's just frustrating. It feels like a step backwards, you know? Whereas Dragon Age Inquisition, their last uh, PlayStation 4 game and Xbox One game, I love that game. I think that that was a, a beautiful experience, and it was a game that just kept giving and giving. And remember how, uh, those who played it, remember how big it was and how much you explored and how much you thought, okay, that's enough. I've seen, no, here's a whole other thing, and it looks beautiful, and you're going to fight giant monsters and... You know, there was tons of surprises. So far, what I've seen, not so much here. Um, the biggest surprise is, is how ridiculous our characters look, you know? Uh, okay. Can it be fixed this late? Yeah, it needs a rendering pass. You know, honestly, this should have been March. Uh, what is it? What comes out on the 21st? It's the 20th, 21st. This should have been March 20. In my opinion, March 21st, 2018. That's how important the game is. And we would have waited if Bioware and EA said, look, okay, look, we could use the millions in this financial quarter, but we'd rather you guys have a Mass Effect game that you'll never forget. 
we're going to delay it for a year, and we're going to make this thing look as sweet as it can possibly. I mean, we just played Horizon on the PlayStation 4 Pro in 4K with beautiful characters, beautiful lighting, huge open world vistas, tons of detail and, and variety and, and diverse you know, game mechanics, and it's a huge RPG. And then this from Bioware, it just doesn't add up, you know? And I, 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 clearly we can all see it. And it's, just, it's not just the graphics. And I hate that that's what the uh, discussion is gonna devolve down to and the people that are gonna kind of champion and, and apologize for Bioware and, and for Mass Effect because they love them so much. And I don't blame people for doing that because I thought when I started this, it's like, okay, it does look silly, but I'm gonna get past that and I'm gonna love it. And, you know, I don't yet. I don't love it. I think it's just okay. I don't think it's totally awful, but just okay is totally awful for Bioware. That's not good enough, man. I mean, this... Okay. Um, have you played it in HDR yet? If so, yes, I'm playing it in HDR. I've got an, an LG OLED 4K TV. I love the goddamn thing. It's so beautiful. And I have a, a great Denon 4K receiver. All of this stuff was... <laughs> the, the PS4 Pro made me buy all this new gear because um, I wanted to see what this thing was capable of. Uh, and uh, this doesn't show that off at all. Like, you get some nice gleaming lights and things like that. And... And uh, some of the vistas look all right, but some of it just looks so half-assed. I mean, there's such a disparity between even the space visuals. I was flying from planet to planet, and they spent so much time kind of, you know, trying to make it sexy when we move from planet to planet. And sometimes it is, but sometimes it's just like, wow, that texture is wrong. You know, and I was looking at it. It's not just the characters here that, is, that, that feels uncooked, you know. Um, that's what it is. All the ingredients are in this game. It's just, it hasn't been cooked enough. They didn't finish cooking it. I hate that analogy, but it's true. It's not done. Um, but yeah, some of the lights gleam a little bit more in HDR. Okay. Uh, Call of Duty gets better in every single game. Wow, the conversation's getting interesting in the, in the chat. That's from uh, Connor Davenport. Okay. Uh, could it be that Bioware needs to take a break from... Uh, RPGs, Taz is asking. Uh, I don't think they need to take a break. I think they need to take a look at themselves and, and um, uh, you know, decide how they want to make the next RPGs, you know? I think, I mean, that sounds so, you know, I don't make games, man. So, like, I can't, I can't sort of pontificate here. But something went wrong, you know? And... Bioware knows what it's capable of, and they know the esteem that the world holds for that studio. And this falls way short of that. Six out of ten, for Christ's sakes. Six out of ten. You know, some of the reviewers got this thing uh, a few days before I did in the States there, and, and uh, so they beat it, and they've played multiplayer and all that stuff. And God, man, like, that's a shock, right? This is all a shock. Okay. What do I think of the early game writing uh, from Mr. Uh, Broderock? Uh, what do I think of the early game writing? I, it, it, it's not terrible. I find that a lot of Bioware games are super grindy and super um, about mystique and kind of setting a tone and, and letting us kind of understand how characters talk to each other. And I, I, I like that normally, you know, but it's... It's like I say, when you see the, the weird animatronic doll characters flapping their gums and, and they're saying the occasional terrible thing, it's like, I hate you, game. You know, <laughs> like, it's just one of those things, like, why am I playing this? Who made this? You know, it kind of feels like the B team made it. And I, I, I know that's not true. I think what probably happened is is uh, they had to make some terribly tough, awful calls months ago because that date was coming. That d release date was coming. The discs were going to go get pressed and the retailers were waiting for it. And, and what a terrible month to launch this game. There couldn't be two better action RPGs to divert people to than Zelda or Horizon Zero Dawn, you know? Ah, okay. Uh... 
I don't know who the far. I don't know what that means. Uh, okay, hi Seth Gaming. Uh, long live Sony Entertainment <laughs> from Mr. DC Comics. That guy is all brands right there. Um, uh, no Riders Galaxy. Bad cutscenes equal Bioware. How is the combat? Uh, the huge budget, no mocap, really money grab. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if budgets were slashed. You know, I don't know if EA is making so much money off of um, other properties and other initiatives within the organizations that they, that they decided that this wasn't uh, as important to them. I mean, God, we can speculate all we want. All we know is that we got a game that... that uh, that tarnishes everything, man. Not just Bioware, not just EA, not just Mass Effect, but this business, right? This is this is a business that really relies on on steady, you, you know, knock 'em dead type of uh, AAA blockbusters out there, and that's what we wait. That's what we're expecting here, you know. And uh, yeah, it's heartbreaking. There's no other lose. Why did, why does EA? keep releasing bad games. EA doesn't release bad games, not on a consistent level. They have lots of good games. Battlefield 1 was the last big-ass, awesome, you know, EA game that I can remember. Uh, but I think they're going to do a pretty phenomenal job with the Star Wars games. And um, if I was going to wear a tinfoil hat right now and get all conspiracy theory on this, maybe there's a Bioware or Star Wars game that's taken some attention away from things like Mass Effect. Because Star Wars, I don't know if you guys have heard of this, it's making a little bit of money. It's making EA probably a little bit of money. I don't know if that's the case at all. I don't know what the hell's going on there. But, um, you know, EA published Titanfall. That was the other, that was our game of the year. EA makes great games. Um, Titanfall 2 was poorly timed with its release. That was a completely beautiful finished title that should have been, uh, you know, picked up and scooped up by everybody, by the way. Um, so shame on you if you didn't get that. But I feel like uh, Respawn's going to be fine. Now we're shifting into whole different stuff here. Respawn's going to be fine because they're going to be working with Star Wars stuff with EA. Uh, and they've certainly proved their mettle with super kick-ass sci-fi. Uh, remember that last Star Wars game they did? Listen, I love that game, and, and they kept adding to it. Uh, I had a bl I'm, I'm a, such a Star Wars fanatic that I had so much fun with Battlefront, and I loved... You guys got to watch the review that I did with Johnny Millennium on the, uh, the VR from uh, Happy Console Gamer with the VR mission in Star Wars Battlefront. I don't want... Blew my freaking mind, and I hope to... I hope to God that there's a whole X-Wing VR thing that's coming. Uh, you know, it's amazing. And Battlefront became amazing even with the lack of single player. And we know that Battlefront 2 is going to have single player. Um, so that should be phenomenal. But we're talking about Mass Effect right now. I guess it all kind of fits, though, because EA and all the release schedules and that. What can they do to fix this game? Where do they start? Uh, good question. I think... I think the first thing they do is they, they, they have to look at the human characters and get new skins. And that's animation, too. Look at that run cycle. Oh, my God. Ah, uh, yeah, they got some work to do. Oh, boy. It reminds me of Siphon Filter. Remember Siphon Filter on the first PlayStation where the character was like, going so fast it was kind of out of control and it was spinning and the camera was spinning around and you just felt like you could just fumble and flop into everything in your way when you run as Sarah Ryder that's what it kind of feels like it's so bad uh so yeah they got to fix the human characters they got like they should blink every once in a while like not so odd like okay there's some blinking going on but they, they, they look at these big doll eye things it's like people just like put toothpicks on these things and they're just open like that for the whole thing and it's just like what are you looking at Sarah Ryder what are you looking at that's ridiculous half the conversations are like that no she's got a big smile on her face it's it's dumbfounding so they have to fix the human characters to, to make them feel like they're human characters that's the first priority. So more lighting, 
a little more detail. They did some great jobs with the skin. You can see every blemish. You can see hair matted to necks and stuff like that. But man, they just need to add a little more. Like, look at the cutscenes from the Mass Effect games that we got on the 360 and PlayStation 3. They look incredible. And the Wii U. They look incredible. Uh, okay. Uh, question. Have you seen the custom-made Rider Twins going around NeoGAF? They look good. No, I have not seen that. I've been, uh, I've been busy um, praying as I've been playing <laughs> Mass Effect that it would be getting more interesting. Um, yeah, they have plastic wax hair. The hair's an issue too, but it's more about the faces. It's more about the way, like the way that, uh, you know, Shepard would look at, uh, I forget all the characters' names in the, in the previous Mass Effect, but the way that they would look at each other it was just phenomenal, you know? Like, it, it was creepy. It was like you were eavesdropping sometimes, you know? Uh, question, how is the decision-making system working? Renegade or Paragon? I've only had to do one of those, actually, the Renegade or Paragon thing. Um, I've, I've tried to be a little bit more diplomatic. I've fallen flat on my face a couple of times with that. I've tried to be a little bit more of a... Uh, there, there are definitely Shepard-like um, uh, moments where you're kind of speaking to your crew and trying to get everybody, yeah, jazzed. And, and those have kind of went, wah, 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 sad balloon type sounds on a couple of those for me because um, I chose the wrong thing. Uh, but I, I chose to uh, uh, s not kill somebody and then kill somebody and meters started flipping and flopping. Um, one of the new things that they've added into this thing, at least that, that I can recall, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, even, even a game that is, you know, mired in challenges, like this game, uh, from Bioware, there's also a tremendous amount of content, just like there always has been. And I can't recall if in the previous Bioware games you could send out strike teams and have them do missions sort of AI controlled, or you could choose to jump in and multiplayer and do those missions. I can't recall if that's ever been a part of the, uh, the Mass Effect uh, thing, but it's a part of Mass Effect Andromeda. And it kind of reminded me of those old Godfather games that EA made where uh, you could send off, you know, groups of uh, bad guys to take over areas and stuff, which is kind of cool. Uh, you can do that in Inquisition, right, of course. Thank you. Uh, that uh, was from Stadium Arts. Um, happy Console Gamer. We loved it. Yeah, he came over to uh, check the game out with me. It's been fun playing games with uh, Happy Console. Not just reviewing games, but playing games, you know, and to sit there like two uh, teenagers in my basement <laughs> playing games together is pretty damn cool. It's fun. It's been fun. Uh, what compels someone to keep playing the game? Um, it's uh, that's a good question. That one is from Sibi Eski. Sibi Eskel. Eski. Sibi Eski. Um, uh, and got one from Media Glitches at running at 60 frames a second. I've had some chugs. I've had some uh, some slowdowns for sure. Um, I don't think it's running at 60. I think it's locked at 30. Just. I don't know. I don't have a frame rate thing, but it doesn't feel like it's... You can kind of tell when the camera's panning, even off this uh, uh, footage, which is off of uh, my YouTube stream. Um, it, the camera doesn't swivel in a, in a super clean Call of Duty 60 frames per second kind of way. It, there is some chugginess in there. There's definitely glitchy stuff happening with the engine, not just with the... Uh, with the character stuff. I mean, you'll run into rooms and, and think it, objects and people will pop into frame. You know, it, 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 it adds to that whole like, oh, she's out of control kind of vibe with, uh, with running. Um, Sibieski, you asked, what could we do to improve the game? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Um, uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, somewhere in there. Is the game even worth buying? Don't buy it yet. That's my suggestion. Don't buy it yet. I think um, EA and Bioware is uh, going to respond to this. I think they have to, and we know that patches can do some marvelous things at this this uh, in this day and age. So just wait. There's lots of other good things to play right now. Um, hopefully, and I hate saying this because I want this company to do well and and the, this series to do well, but. 
it's not good enough to spend your money on right now when you can buy Horizon Zero Dawn or Zelda or you know put your money to a new con- towards a new console that has exclusives that you want. This is this is a shadow of what the Mass Effect games were in the last generation, and that breaks my heart. Uh, but what can they do to improve it? Um, I think that if they're going to try to recreate that mystique and that mystery around what it's like to be in the Mass Effect universe, they really need to pump the fidelity of the uh, you know visual uh, experience. Uh, that's paramount important. Um, but I think they can also, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, like, I can't suggest, like, retuning earlier missions or anything like that. I think there's such a, such a huge, tremendous amount of immersion lost because it looks like this. What is this guy wearing? How is this the future? Good God, man. Something, something wrong. Like, what is, who would wear that? What the hell is that? Oh, come on. That's like RoboCop. That's like, from, that's like the future, how it, was, how it looked 20 years ago. Bah, that's bad. Okay. Uh, okay. It's over, it's over 9,000. Uh, we're going to see the price drops fast. Looking at the uh, screen behind Vic, that almost looks like Telltale made this game. Yeah, RoboCop 2, yes. Um, yeah, they made some... Yeah, they, they definitely dropped the ball with uh, Dragon Age 2 in, in comparison to the first Dragon Age, for sure. Uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, it, it, it can't be easy being a Bioware employee, not just because you, you get... A target on your head, and which is not funny, uh, but chased by you know the hordes on the internet that are just so angry they can't they can't. But you know, the the peaks of that company's output are so high that that must be incredible pressure. Day one, you got to make a game that's better than the Mass Effect games. Remember how they changed our perception on what RPGs could be? Beat that, you know, like. Not easy. Knights of the Old Republic, you know, like this, this is the company, Dragon Age Inquisition, this is a company that's delivered, Jade Empire, delivered phenomenal stuff. Even the Old Republic MMORPG, this kind of actually almost looks like that, doesn't it? It almost looks like this is MMORPG art, which is another tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Um, uh, will Andromeda live up to the Mass Effect name? Um... It's going to take some months, I think, before we see some improvement if they decide that it's worth the investment. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they're going to do here. You know, like this is a debacle, man. This is a launch debacle. There's no other way to frame it. It's, uh, it. Look at her face. Holy crap! Like it's just so heartbreaking. Ah, there was another big, another question that went by. Um, will it live up to the Mass Effect name? That is a good question. That is the question. What is the multiplayer content like? I haven't played the multiplayer content because I feel like I um, want to know this cast of characters and this story and this slice of the Mass Effect universe. Now, I, I'm not going to spoil too much. And I, to be honest, I can't retain every single detail of the of the story. But what I do know is that uh, the Pathfinders, uh, whether you play as Sarah or Scott Ryder, um, are leading arcs of humans and different types of civilizations to this Andro- Andromeda galaxy. And uh, you've got to basically find homes and you almost like the USS Enterprise you have to travel to different planets and create outposts and things like that Um, cool concept but I wanted to know who these characters were it also takes place in between two Mass Effect 2 and 3 or parts of this do anyway oh my god you see that way that guy walked up oh boy Um, so it's uh, (laughs) I can't I can't believe this game but there's cool stuff in it, you know? There's co- you can tell, the ingredients, they poured them all into the bowl. They mixed it up. They, they, everything, they got the primo stuff, some of it. 
and they just they took it out of the oven and and uh, the souffle just it flopped uh okay somebody did Sean Murray have anything to do with this with Andromeda come on he's off on Sean Moore uh, Sean Murray that guy's uh that guy's received enough hate and apparently you know, No Man's Sky I haven't had time to go back to, but it's getting more and more kick-ass. This game actually makes me want to go back to No Man's Sky, which does have mystery, and it does, you know, deliver a lot of that, that sense of, like, what, what's around the next corner kind of thing. Um, and it's stripped down visually, but they kind of nailed that tone, even if it was underwhelming to a lot of people when it launched. Uh, of course, now he's bringing up No Man's Sky being better. Oh, Martin... I like No Man's Sky better than this game. I just did. Okay, I'm sorry. So far. Uh, oh, Martin, I think I'm going to have to say goodbye to you, my friend. Uh, how do I do that? I don't know. I'll figure that out later. But come on, be civil. Uh, one, of, one of your colleagues says it feels dated. Would you say that is apt? Uh, yes, it definitely feels dated. It feels like uh, PlayStation 2 caliber models that have some more texture and a little bit more detail with PlayStation 2 era run cycles and animations uh, slapped into um, uh, some current day uh, environments. And even the environments, as cool as they are, we've seen better, you know, we just, we have. And um, I mean, we, the one thing that Mass Effect has is you travel to many planets and it's pretty damn cool, but yeah. You're also hemmed in with where you can go, and, and uh, you know, it gets a little tedious when you, uh, you go into these alien sort of uh, temples and rooms and ruins, and they're just giant cavernous spaces with lots of, uh, uh, you know, cover. Um, it just, it's just, it's just not imaginative enough, you know? Um, we really, like, I really wanted to have my jaw on the floor, not just because of the visuals, because of everything seamlessly intertwined and coming together in a, in a uh, profound way. I really wanted that. I had that with the previous Mass Effect games, and I don't get that here. Oh, dude, Blade Blur, you're awesome. Uh, thank you very much. I, you know, it does disappoint me, but it, it feels like... It feels like... You, uh, there's a lot of balls in the air right now. I said balls uh, being juggled by the business. And uh, there's been a lot of good games in succession. Bang, bang, bang. A lot of people like myself that are fortunate enough to be able to review these things and, and play a lot of these things have been like, how the hell can we keep up with this? And I, I, you know, I hear this from viewers all the time. It's like, there's too many things coming out and I can't afford, I don't have the time for all of this stuff. And uh, this kind of clears that plate a bit, right? So if you didn't buy Horizon because you were waiting for Mass Effect and you're watching this right now and you still have time to cancel your pre-order, go buy Horizon. Seriously, go buy Horizon or check out, I think there's a demo of Nier. I haven't played it yet, but you know, Platinum is amazing. Um, and apparently, all I haven't, I haven't seen it. John, ask Johnny Millennium at Happy Console Gamer. He's, he's played it more than I have. It's, uh, you know, it's a fantastic offering from Platinum. If you didn't get The Last Guardian, there was a game that was, uh, uh, you know, had some issues, but was beautiful and evocative and, and mysterious and, and worth your time, worth your love, you know? Resident Evil 7, I thought, was phenomenal, especially if you have, uh, well, if you have PlayStation VR, I probably would guess 100% you also bought Resident Evil 7. But that was great. Um, if you didn't play Dragon Quest Builders, that game is amazing. There are lots of other games. How much do you think Andromeda is worth? Uh, in its present state, I wouldn't spend more than $30 for it. And uh, I would still hold off there because I think they're going to improve it. This doesn't look too bad. It looks like a cartoon, right? That looks terrible. It, it, I'm, I'm looking at it on that TV over there, but it, there's a, uh, <clears throat> I 
God, I feel terrible. I'm so I'm so sorry to to buy for Bioware. Uh, Day one patch, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be enough. Um, let's see. If people want to stop all of us, stop pre-ordering. Question. That, that uh, pre stop pre-ordering suggestion is from Mike7705. They sure push that pre-order stuff, though, don't they? Uh, how could they improve it? Would they really redo all the animations and rigging? Uh, that's from uh, Ryan Davis. I, uh, I, I couldn't speculate. You know, I know it would be a tremendous amount of work, but certainly for the characters that are on screen the most, that's worth the investment, you know? That's worth the, the time to make them look phenomenal, but then you've got to balance it against the other characters, and it, it just looks so washed out and so kind of taped on right now, you know? It doesn't have that... Uh, that shadowy mysteriousness that the first Mass Effect trilogy did. Um, I, uh, somebody else is bringing up No Man's Sky. This is from uh, Creeps, uh, Creeps Mantic. Uh, as bad as No Man's Sky, I'm in the camp. I actually like No Man's Sky. I liked it in its original form because it took me away and I liked it even though it was, it was just like a trippy meditation more than a game. Uh, but they've been improving that game, and they've stuck to their guns on delivering new stuff. So, um, you know, let's hope that's what the Mass Effect team does here. And then you can, at some point in a later date, uh, when the, the inevitable response to this criticism and this shock is going to come, because Bioware is fantastic with their community, um, hopefully the other side of that is more effort is put into patching this thing to make it better. And then at that point, it's time to, it's decision time to either, I th that's what I'm suggesting, whether you want to invest in this or not. But clearly there are better ways to spend your money right now. Uh, what's the next big, game, big, next big game that is yet to be released that we should watch out for? Persona 5? Uh, Idmon, yeah, I've heard Persona 5 is pretty damn cool. Um, and that is another huge RPG that's imminent. It's almost here. Uh, I, I, you know, I've been so, I, I've been, I, I feel like I've just been in a blender of huge games and hu like a, a console launch in, in this past month that I'm, I'm not fully tapped in. I think Prey, Prey is one. Yes. Uh, from Arcane and Bethesda. I interviewed Harvey Smith who worked on Dishonored. Uh, one and two, he's the creative director over there, did an amazing job on those games. Those games are both great. Uh, and he said Prey is one of the best games he's ever played. He's, he's not on that game, on that team. He's playing it and giving them advice, and he's been blown away. So um, I love that we, it went totally dark for a long time with Bethesda. We didn't know what the hell, if it was ever coming back. And then they kind of, I think, unveiled it for the first time last year at E3, and we're getting it relatively quickly uh, before the next E3, which is cool, right? Well, most of these games we see at two, sometimes three, in the case of The Last Guardian, ten or so E3s before we play them. Uh, so I'm excited about Prey. It's weird, though. You can play as a banana in that game. So... Uh, hype for Persona 5. Damn, damn, it got 10 out of 10, 9.5 reviews. Okay, that sounds amazing. One thing I have heard about Persona 5 is that you don't need to be uh, familiar with any of the other Persona games. You can jump right in, new characters, and just get into it. And uh, it's on the, uh, the next-gen machines, right? So, yeah, I'm psyched for that. Um, uh, okay, Shadow of War, yes, that looks cool. We've got a good interview with um, the top dog on that. I was thinking about Shadow of War and, uh, and Mordor, um, partially because of the boring uh, reused enemies that are in this game. It's just like, you know, for a game that really is about world building and, and um, you know, detail and, and uh, having interpersonal connection and stuff, I feel like more effort could be applied to the enemy types and, the, and what they really represent. Of course, the bosses are fantastic, but it, it, you just get these, these, you know, goon variations, and then you get them multiplied and replicated a million times. And when you think about the Mordor games, 
they spent so much time making orcs, which are kind of the cinematic equivalent of video game goons. You know, you just look across a sea of orcs and you, you can't tell one from the other. But in the Mordor games, you can. They, they put a lot of effort into making all of those, you know, bosses and, and uh, even tiny little mini-bosses super interesting with cool backstories and scars. And I thought that was fantastic. I would love to see that applied to a lot more types of titles as well, you know. Uh, and I, that's not going to happen with Mass Effect, but it would be... Uh, I think that's a great concept too. Not necessarily what's what's the uh, what's the thing called the revenge thing. I forget what it's called, but the, not necessarily that. But uh, the emphasis on making all of your individual bad guys super interesting and different. I think that's really fantastic. Um, maybe EA should have just given the budget to Visceral Games to make a new Dead Space. Peace. Yeah, I've been thinking about Dead Space recently, too. That would be a fun game to play in this generation, right? A new version of that. Question, can you talk about the uh, choice RPG elements compared to the original series? I'm hearing they're non-existent. Yeah, I've only had one of those Paragon, uh, you know, sort of light side, dark side type uh, experiences. Um, uh, for the most part, it's just about navigating your relationships with your crew members and the, the diplomacy that you have with various... Uh, aliens that you're trying to entreat to help you on your quest. Uh, so it hasn't been a ton of, uh, uh, you know, light side, dark side. But on the plus side in this game, the biotics are kick-ass. They look great. Uh, you can level them up in lots of cool ways. The barrier is cool. The, uh, um, uh, the concussion shots. It's, it's fun playing with all of those powers. Um, Huff99 saying, so Vic doesn't recommend buying the game? No, I do not. I'd say wait. New Dead Space will be awesome. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think we'd be waiting for that one. It'd be awesome to see a new skate, but I think we'd be waiting for that. A new SSX, come on. The Evil Within 2 is in the works. That sounds cool. Um, okay. New Metroid, yes. Uh, I hope some of you are playing Zelda. That is such a profound, awesome, holy crap, video games are awesome type video game. Uh, it so got our, its hooks into me and, and several of my friends out there. Um, ah, it's so good. This one is not so good and it breaks my heart and... Uh, uh, my heart goes out to anybody at Bioware that might be seeing this. Um, I have friends there, and I've known people there for a long time. I've interviewed Mac Walters, who's the, uh, uh, I think he's the creative director on the game. He's a top dog on the game. He was a writer. I remember talking to him about the comic books that he was making around Mass Effect with Dark Horse. And that guy lives and bleeds and breathes this stuff, you know, passionate, filled with passionate people over there. This is not going to be a great few days for those guys, for those people. And uh, we should be kind to them because uh, these reviews are going to hurt. Um, and I feel bad that I am giving it a uh, don't buy right now. Um, but I intend to play it a little bit more for sure. Uh, and then I'll, I'll do a, a full recap either in a, uh, another podcast or as, a, uh, as just a regular Reviews on the Run review. Um, I, how, are, how are the open area planet exploration in the game? It's pretty cool. Uh, you do see things pop in, though, in a weird way. You'll see aliens just drop out of the sky, and uh, it feels unfinished. But, you know, definitely when you're in the helmet, in sort of exploration mode, in action, that's way more interesting visually, and honestly, everything gets boosted up adrenaline-wise um, compared to the, you know, the intricacies of the dialogue sequences and stuff. And I think it was kind of much more balanced in the previous Mass Effect games. You know, you would get into some really cool interpersonal stuff with your with your uh, castmates in. Uh, 
in the previous Mass Effect games that was very, very compelling. And then you would also get into some cool action stuff. And in this one, it's like you just want to speed through those those dialogues with the dial with the doll-eyed people, and uh, and get out into battle and get out and exploring or drive your nomad around or whatever. Okay, you guys, it is one o'clock in the morning Pacific time. Um, I uh, oh god, seventy three on Metacritic. What's better, Zelda Horizon or Andromeda? I, Zelda's got its hooks into me. Horizon won in our verses because it won in categories. You can't go wrong with either of those two, but I think Zelda is incredibly important because of its emergent gameplay. It's not necessarily about the, you know, the, the, the fully fleshed out visual sort of quality of that, although it is beautiful and it's stylized kind of thing. It's not about story so much in Zelda. It's about its emergent physics-based gameplay that constantly surprises you and uh it it it, it, it what surprises you the most is that it's a nintendo game and it's a zelda game and it's just amazing you know spencer thank you so much you rock uh GameSpot gave it a 60 yeah wow well we've we've had a good few months and more good stuff is on the way and uh, I'll definitely be uh, reviewing a lot more stuff. And I think I'll be doing this some more. You guys want more of these things? Give me some thumbs up if you want me to do uh, more of these, these kinds of discussions with you guys. This was, this was fun to put together. Um, and it certainly was a game. It certainly was a game worth doing this for, you know, gathering around. And um, for any Mass Effect diehards out there that are as crestfallen as I am, um, okay, getting some thumbs up. So I'll do this some more. This is fun. Um, I'm going to sign off for now, but for any Mass Effect crestfallen people out there that uh, had as high hopes for this as I did, um, I feel for you. And um, let's keep our fingers crossed that Bioware can, can, uh, can do some stuff to make this, one, uh, make this one better for us, okay? You guys, thank you so much for watching, for staying up late. If you're on the East Coast... Uh, good luck at school and or work tomorrow, and uh, I really appreciate your support, everybody. We'll see you soon from the basement. Thank you.